daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, uh, as we have informed our listeners, the next three days or Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are continuations of our very lengthy interview with Kevin Goldstein. And I don't think part two of this interview will disappoint. It, it won't. And, you know, it's three-parter mm-hmm. just because that's that's the thing nowadays. Yes. Three parts. You know, you, you got the Beatles documentary, Get Back. It's three-parter. Oh, so good. Um, I, I watched every second of that Beatles documentary. And because you didn't actually watch it, I've watched it twice for you. So there oh, you yeah. go. So I've watched Now we're it. even. Now we're even. We've got uh, Ringo, John, Paul. Oh, man. And Tony. Oh, there it is. It's Tony. I'm George, sorry. right? Tony the Beatle. <laughs> yeah, George. No, this 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 interview, uh, this part two is really, really fun. Um, look, honestly, you guys, if you can't get enough of it, you mm-hmm. can go to YouTube. You can search for Locked on Race, and you will see it. The whole one hour and ten minutes posted already. So this is up to you. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can get all of the good things that we have to offer. Yes, and we will put the link to the interview in the description in the podcast description so without further ado here is more of kevin goldstein you know uh i, I want to talk about that connection that now the race and, and the houston astros have with james click and you can actually look at it all around baseball and you can see so many rays coaches you know going and, and getting to be managers in other teams and front office executives going going outside and now it's like everywhere that they started with with the rays uh you know you you talk about this change in the last 10 15 years with baseball is there a problem happening right now if a team for example the rays uh, they have their own metrics. They have their own way of. Is that Stu Sternberg? Yeah, Stu's calling me. Is I got to put Stu that on, on mute. There we go. Sorry about that, Kevin. Sometimes <laughs> Stu will just call us during the podcast. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah I have my phone on silent, but he just left me a voicemail. So <laughs> there you go. Um, so uh, you know, with 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 them creating their own uh, platforms and their own metrics, and then them going somewhere else, and then keeps happening, and that keeps happening. Is there? is baseball going through a uniformity of thought? Like, are they just, everybody just thinking the same thing because everybody goes everywhere? I don't think so. And I think, you know, when you are uh, operating the way in which the Rays operate, um, and I have a a lot of respect for, for what they do, but not how, why they do it, I guess would be the best way to put it. But I certainly have a lot of respect for, for what they do. And if you are going to do things, like the Rays do, and, and obviously, um, you know, the, the Astros were, were innovators as well in a lot of these newer areas, and um, you have to always be innovating, and you have to always be, you can never rest on what you know, um, in the sense that, you know, somebody who was a key part of the Rays departs for, let's make a team up, the Rockies. Um, <laughs> uh, two years later, 
his institutional knowledge of the Rays is already getting quite stale. Okay. Um, cause the Rays have innovated and changed and I can, you know, I can talk about, <clears throat> you know, a specific instance for, for, for during my time with the Astros is that the Rays were, were, or rather the Astros were very, very much on the forefront of using pitch data yeah, and track man. And, you know, like the 2013, uh, 2014 drafts identified all these pitchers who had wonderful pitch data, um, and got to draft them. Cause like the no, nobody nobody else knows. We'll just get him in the sixth round, right? Oh, this one we love, he's still there in the seventh, right? And just keep rolling, and it, and really like somewhere like around 2015, and you know by 2016 it was over. Like 2015, all of a sudden we're like, oh, look at that guy in the fifth, and he goes in the second. You're like, <laughs> oh, they saw it too now, huh? <laughs> and then a different team takes a guy you like in the third. You're like, oh shit, they're on to it too, huh? And then by 2016. Everybody's drafting track, man, guys. And so, you know, people see what teams are doing and then they go, well, what are they doing? And they figure it out because they have really smart people, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so uh, or they hire them away. And and so, um, you know, any, any team, um, I think at times, especially the Rays, are trying to create these competitive advantages. But the window of value for those competitive advantages is, is you know, usually measured in, in one to two years. And speaking of that, what do you consider or believe will be that next competitive advantage? Is if I it knew that I wouldn't be talking to you guys? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess uh, not you'd that be... they'll love you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a good question. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, as an industry, you you start to we're starting to play in the margins in a lot of places. Like the the, the giant huge breakthroughs. I don't know how many are left. Um, we're still as an industry way, way, way ahead on pitching um, than we are in hitting. Um, but I don't know if that gap is closable. Um, you know, obviously when we are, you know, talking about pitching, we have pitch data. We have amazing pitch data, right? And that pitch data is amazing because of its its completeness. I'm looking for a baseball. Um, and so, you know, when a guy throws a baseball, like the, the laser picks it up, and tracks it all the way to home plate. And we get the velocity. We get the velocity here. We get the velocity there. We get how many spins. We get the direction of the spin. We get everything we need, right? Right. Hitting, the most single important aspect to hitting is hand-eye coordination. There's nothing to measure that. Zero. We have no ability to measure that. I can't. I, I, literally, I cannot take a six-inch needle and shove it in your brain <laughs> and find those synapses and get some sort of great hand-eye coordination measurement, right? It's not right. there. And so pitching is always going to be a whale way ahead of hitting. And then the other, you know, the thing that's been a white whale for baseball teams for 15 years is, is health. And teams have done a lot of work on health in terms of, of um, getting you know, better medical stats, better, much better strength and conditioning, uh, better nutrition, better sleep, uh, better mental health, but mental health services to their players and things like that. But in terms of just like, predicting injuries and trying to, to figure out who's going to be on the field. Not, um, they put tons of manpower into it and gotten no results. Um, I have a good friend. I've told this story a few times, uh, but I have a good friend, um, who's absolutely, uh, one of the smartest analysts working for a team that I know he is wasting his time in baseball. He should be getting us to Mars or something. He's a brilliant <laughs> human being. Unbelievable. 
and he spent a year, a year. This is someone getting paid six figures already. He, got, he spent a year of that time working on an injury model, trying to predict injuries and forecast player health. And at the end of the day, after a year of work, all it would really spit out is that guys who get hurt tend to get hurt again. And guys who stay healthy tend to stay healthy. And tend was carrying a lot of water in both those statements. Um, and so, like, so to, to, and, and teams are still putting a ton of work into this, but I'm not sure the results are there just because there's so much, there's so much just kind of variance and weirdness. And, you know, Corey Seeger signs with with Texas, right? And everybody's yeah. like, well, he can't stay healthy. I'm like, well, you know, he got hit by a pitch last year. Is that is that some sort of indication of his ability to stay healthy? Right. Like, is that on the player? Um, you know, two two years ago, I would get it because, like, you know, he had a TJ and a hip problem, right? But this year, he missed a third of the season because he got hit by a pitch in the hand. Like, that's how are you gonna how are you gonna measure that? That's zero on the player, right? Yeah. And so you end up in these weird spots, and I think it's a really really tough thing to do. But teams teams do uh, teams tend to still think there's something there, but I'm I'm not sold. You know, that's actually happening right now with the the race getting Corey Kluber. You know, mm -hmm. he, I, I feel like in his 80 innings with the Yankees, he did pretty well. I mean, he was a, 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 a guy that you can count on for 80 innings, 385 FIP, 384 ERA. I mean, that, that's valuable. The, the issue is the health. So if there isn't a stat sheet, a, 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 an Excel spreadsheet where you can put a formula to get the health, do they just go say, well... Let's roll the dice. I mean, is there a final conversation there? That I happens? mean, you're, you're rolling the dice on anybody, obviously, but I'm sure you'd have a real conversation. Um, you know, if I was in that room I, and you and you were in that room, I would look you in the eye and go, be honest with me right now. Las Vegas calls you right now and says, it says what should we set the over-under on Corey Kluber's innings in 2022? What would you say? 90. I think that's, that's important information, right? You're in the room, smart baseball person. I'm asking you how many innings you think we're going to get, right? Yeah. And and so now that's going to help us value the player and create a contract. And let's go around the room. What do you think? Why do you think that? You know, I have, I got my doctor. He he's he's spent three hours going through his medical record. What do you think? You know, and and so you do talk through those things while also obviously understanding there's incredible variance to these things. And you know, Corey Kluber, you know, might uh, trip on the stairs and in, in on. March 13th and not pitch again. And he might take the bump 32 times, right? right? Both of those are possibilities. The more, the most realistic possibilities somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, but you, it's just more of understanding like what a baseline of expectations are, what your variance is and, and valuing it for there. But you know, you absolutely roll the dice. And obviously Kluber knows they're rolling the dice because he took such a, a kind of a, an incentive based contract where it's kind of eight. And I think you can get to 13 if I remember yeah. right. Um, so, I mean, Kluber is willing to understand yeah, I, I understand there's a lot of variance here, and, and I'll help mitigate that by saying I'll earn my variance. You know, if I get to, if I get to the, this end of the variance, I get paid. Well, Kevin, it's the holiday season, and that means that we can get the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or you know what, even better than a candy bar. It's called Built Bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugars, net carbs, and fat and is also high in protein. You can get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And guess what? It's, it's cold outside. So if you want to cozy up with something warm, you can do a holiday secret. You can dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of hot cocoa. 
let it melt a little, and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. It's delicious. So remember, you know what to do. You got to go to built.com. You use promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your order. So remember, go to built.com, get some built bars and use promo code LOCKED15. Um, speaking of pit, the Rays not only signed Corey Kluber, but also signed former Astros pitcher Brooks Raley to a unique two-year, $10 million contract that eventually could work its way up to three years and 19 mil in some change. Uh, Kevin, do you have any insight on what Brooks Raley rings, uh, brings to the table and what the Rays see in him? Uh, I, I'm sure they see what the Astros saw in him. Um, big fan of Brooks. Uh, kind of definitely pushed very hard for his acquisition in Houston. Um, he has... Literally, he's absolutely some of the best left-on-left stuff in all of baseball. Um, his slider against lefties is a 70 or an 80. Um, and he's he's able to kind of survive against righties uh, thanks to a cutter. And so, uh, you know, I think the Rays utilize their relievers incredibly well um, in terms of, of uh, finding envelopes for them to succeed. Um, I, I think that it's very clear and I and a lot of credit to the race for the culture they create where they have relievers who are comfortable coming in the fourth or the eighth because that's where their envelope is. Um, cause that's a really, really hard thing to do. Um, but I think, you know, if few, I don't think few teams in baseball are going to be able to kind of exploit what, what really can do and utilize it better than the, than the Rays. Um, and, and I think he's going to put up great numbers for him. I, he is such good stuff. Um, and I think the Rays know exactly, you know, the way they manage games is going to put him in a position to kind of maximize that stuff. I, I was, I was a big fan of the signing. I think he's kind of the perfect, it's the perfect team for Brooks. Uh, we work a lot with, uh, on this podcast doing, uh, tongue in cheek conspiracy theory. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw you my conspiracy theory here. Uh, this isn't going to be like a QAnon thing, is it? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not, not, not that much. Uh, we have fun with it. Uh, conspiracy theory. Uh, the exit velo on Brooks is just remarkable from the left side. Another guy who's elite in this team that does exactly that is Ryan Yarbrough. Ryan Yarbrough is mm-hmm. going through arbitration. The Rays might want to lower, if they're bringing in this salary, they might want to get away with Yarbrough. <laughs> but then you need innings because Yarbrough right. has been the guy who's covered the most innings. Right. Brooks has been the- a starter in the past. Do you see that at all or no, not selling on this? Yeah, I I get the tinfoil off your head on that one. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think I'm glad you pointed out like the huge difference there. Yes, you know, I get they're both like left on left dudes. Um, But yeah, Brooks, I think at this point is a pure is a pure pen arm. Um, It's it's how he should be used. And I understand using a a guy like Yarbrough for a little length when you need it. I will be the first to confess. I don't all. I, you know. I think it's interesting the way the way Rays use pitch. I don't always agree with it, but more importantly, I think I don't think I necessarily always understand it either. Um, and at times, it challenges me and how I think about things. And um, but Yarbrough gives them length when they need it. Um, it, it they do seem to have like this 
And I think we're going to see less of this, obviously, with guys like like you know Baz coming up and 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 kind of them actually maybe having two or three traditional starters in the rotation. Wouldn't that be novel? Um, <laughs> but they get in positions at times during the year when they don't have that, where it's like, um, you know, now we need we need this guy to get us twelve outs. Like we just we just need twelve outs tonight from the start. And and like to have a guy like Yarbrough do that, I think means a lot to them. But that's not the kind of thing I I, I don't. I think it'd be a mistake to ask for Rayleigh to be that kind of guy. I can take my tinfoil hat on that one. How about this one? Oh boy. <laughs> can he be a Colin McHugh 2021 guy? Mm. All right, fine. Don't give me four. Don't give me five, but can you give me two innings? Maybe three. If I really need it today, Brooks, I think in the right, if, if against the right opponent in the right setting, um, Brooks really, he gave six outs. Yeah. I, okay. I think definitely for sure. And I also do wonder um, if you could in the race do this um, sometimes I've seen them do it uh, if you could and they do it with the arbor something but it, you know righties do hit Rayleigh you know pretty well at times and um, yeah. like if you just start Rayleigh if they're going to stack righties and then you get to bring in then you get to your flip your pitcher and force them to flip their lineup and create um, you know some some potentially like late inning stress for them because they're out of players kind of thing um, like I could see him you know doing a race start if you will and trying to get six outs uh ulysses how have we made it this far into the podcast without mentioning the name wander franco i i think honestly uh we oh the old, the old astros third base kid yeah i remember him well yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> that name rings a bell yeah we we love uh wander franco around these parts uh obviously seeing the extension just brought you know, almost tears to our eyes because we never see that type of money being thrown at a play. Like, actually, we have never seen <laughs> that money being thrown. The last one was long ago after the 2012 season for mm-hmm. 100 mil. So mm-hmm. uh, as somebody wa- watching this, not in Hillsborough County and, and, and happening, how do you, how good do you think Wander Franco can be if a team like the Rays are putting 182 million dollars guaranteed in his face. Um, I mean, I I don't see what one has to do with the other necessarily. I think any team would have offered him that kind of deal. Um, okay. You know, I don't think it's the Rays seeing something special that other teams don't. I don't know anyone who doesn't think he's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not <laughs> like I. I think any team, if they had Wander Franco um, and had permission from their owners to offer him 11 182, would be happy to. Um, so. Uh, how good can he, he can be um, special. He can be a face of the franchise type. He can be the kind of guy who is going to generate the holy shit, look at how great this young player is, um, sweeping the nation kind of thing that, you know, a guy like Tatis or, or, or Vladdy or, uh, you know, Acuna and guys like that. He can be in that conversation um, as a six to eight win player. Yeah. Um, think it's dangerous to expect it next year right um just because it usually doesn't like i understand like fernando tati showed up and took the world by fired but that's not the norm you know vladimir guerrero wasn't great till year three yep. um you know Cunha took a little bit mike truck got sent down you know and it, it, that's the norm Th- those are the norms right you know and, and you know we get into a weird kind of you know instant gratification world where like he comes up for two weeks and um you know and he's he's three for 30 like oh this guy sucks like that's the norm i mean major league baseball is unbelievably hard and so um but i I mean i do think he is 
um, a guy who is, you know, he's a shortstop, he's not an amazing shortstop defensively, he's, but he's a shortstop. He's a real shortstop yeah. um, who could hit, uh, you know, 300, 320, um, steal some bases, get on base, pop 25 out. Like it's, 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 you know, a guy who's going to be showing up on MVP ballots. That's that, that, I mean, that's, that's exactly what we're, we're hoping for. He's also a lot of fun. Like he's, he's a good guy. You, you know, the energy is, is fun to watch. Like he brings a really nice energy to the field. And, and I think, um, I, I think that matters as well. Yeah. The hustle too. I mean, the triples yeah. were amazing. I mean, the triples in on, under 70 games was, was really remarkable, but going into the clubhouse, see there, there's a 21 year old, he's not even 21 yet. So a 20 year old shows up with $182 million guaranteed in a team and really doesn't extend a lot of folks, doesn't have big contracts. Can that lead to maybe not resentment is the right word, but some tension <laughs> in the clubhouse from the young guy? Or are they just happy to see, hey, our ownership is spending on the guy who should be getting this type of money? Um, I, you know, I, I, it's it's funny. I, I think the most overwhelming feeling in the Reds clubhouse is going to be, holy crap, he's our shortstop. Isn't this great? You know, okay. like that, like, look how great this, this guy's gonna help us win ball games, right? This guy's gonna impact games for us. Like this guy can win a baseball game in a variety of ways. And he's on our team. Like <laughs> that, that's, that's how it's going to be looked at. I think for the most part, um, I understand what you're saying about the money, but I don't, you know, I, I think players tend not to, um, begrudge anyone for getting paid. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, sometimes there might be a little bit of ribbing to like, the the first round pick who got six million bucks who comes to spring training for the first time and has never played <laughs> um you know but the second they're in the big leagues it's it's yeah welcome kid you're part of it go get them now you know and and i that kind of thing goes well I don't, there's not really like a lot of resentment you know for for anyone like i you know i think uh, you know uh, you know there wasn't resentment among the Baltimore Orioles teammates for Chris Davis when Chris Davis was making, you know, whatever, $25 million hitting 160. Mm -hmm. right. Um, it was like, you know, look, man, Chris was used to be awesome. Chris got paid and, and I feel for Chris. I know Chris wishes he was better. Right. And so that, that, that doesn't really happen. And, you know, teams, no one, like the players are, um, it's obviously a weird thing to talk about during the lockout, but they really are kind of a unified front in that kind of sense where it's like, man, dude got paid. Awesome. You know, <laughs> that's the reaction. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's because football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online, of course, remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use that promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to take advantage of that bonus. Bet online, it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it is where the game starts. Uh, speaking of Wander Franco, uh, Kevin, come 2028, where is Wander Franco playing? Is he playing in St. Petersburg? Is he playing in Tampa? Is he playing in Nashville? Is he playing in Montreal? Is oh he boy. playing Tampa slash St. Pete for the first three months of the season and then in Montreal for the last three months of the season? Oh and then it rotates depending on where they're in the playoffs. Uh, how, what, what's your take on the split city proposal that the Rays have thrown out? And how does this all shake out at the end of the day? I thought we were going to be nice to Kevin. I thought we were going to be nice to Kevin and not no split city talk. Yeah, what year is this? 
2028, you asked? Was that the question? 2028. That is, uh, that's when the Rays have to be somewhere else. Uh, okay. Well, d- yeah, two things. One, I don't know what I'm doing next week. Um, <laughs> but this, and the second thing is, is um, I am not an expert on, on um, ballpark financing other than the fact that it's exploitive. It's exploitative. Um, the Montreal thing's not going to happen. Hmm. There's tons of logistic issues to it. It's also kind of just a grandstanding threat to the city of Tampa. Um, the ballpark they're in right now is not a great stadium, but the location issue, personal opinion, overstated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would guess that in 2028... Wander Franco is playing 81 games in the city of Tampa, but not in that stadium. Fair enough. I'd love that. Yeah. An Ebor Stadium situation, oh, 31 games. Ebor Stadium would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a fantastic spot for a stadium. You're right. Um, yeah. But something like, I just, I don't necessarily think the facility itself is conducive. I, I think the location they use is kind of an excuse for everything at times. I get the location's not ideal. I'm not saying it's in a great location because it's not. Right. Um, there are plenty of stadiums that you never hear about the location that are actually in less convenient locations than Tampa Stadium. Um, and so, um, you know, I do think they probably need a new stadium. You know, my, my guess would be that they're in Tampa playing a different stadium. Uh, it wouldn't be a hundred percent. And, and like, if that's not the case, I would guess that they're playing in a stadium in a city that's not Tampa and also not Montreal. Okay. Okay. That, that's fine. Uh, I, w- I want to kind of get a, a little bit of a personal Kevin Goldstein while watching baseball. Um, how about who are you now? Uh, are you the guy that has a cold beverage while watching baseball or are you on baseball savant while the game is watching and you want to pitch track and all that? Who are you as a baseball fan? uh, you know, in 2021, at least I can be both of those people. Um, there are definitely times where I will just turn a game on honestly and have it on as background. Um, okay. while I'm doing something else, there are times where I will watch a game and get like super into it. And I want to bear down that picture. And I got my MacBook here and I got Savant open. And I have another game tracking screen open. Like I, I've, I've done that. Um, there are times where I'm definitely going to watch the game, but I'm also just kind of like you said, I have a drink in one hand. I'm, you know, being a jerk on Twitter with the other, and and so <laughs> it really kind of depends. Yeah, it's very much. It, I can, I can. It's fun to. It's, you know, it's it's been, um, you know, it was eight years where I didn't have that choice. Um, right. And it's also nice to like at times go, boy, I'm going to watch these two teams tonight. You know, that was that was fun. Um, and so it it really depends. I can do I the, the, I can do all of those things. It, it it's very much. There are times my intensity level. Um, can ratchet up and down depending on on what else is around me and when you're watching these games and when you're doing these sort of different uh things uh can you tell me who is that guy that you're like no i I gotta see this guy 2021 who was that guy for you you're like okay if he's batting i'm dropping i'm not doing laundry i gotta focus on his at bat or a pitcher that you're like okay these six innings i'm in this game who is that guy for you at least in 2021 it really depends. I, I, I honestly think I probably have one or two of those guys on every team. Um, okay. Where they're, okay. they, they, you know, either 
it's 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 either they fill the answer as I think you intended, where it's just like I'm just so excited to see this guy. Like it's you know it's Guerrero, Tatis, those kind of guys. Um, but you know every team I think is one or two guys who kind of fascinates me for one reason or another, and I really want to see this. Right? Um, I'm trying to figure out what the hell you know Nick Madrigal is. And he's uh, <laughs> and I'm stopping everything because I want to see this. I'm trying dying. To, I'm trying to figure this out. Right? And Nick Madrigal is obviously not a nice little player, but he's not. Some super, you know, superstar who sells jerseys, but he's fascinating me right now. Um, okay, you know, and, and every team, like you know, whatever Tyler Rogers is coming out of the pen for the Giants. Like I'm stopping everything. <laughs> so I want to figure yeah. out that is. I'm trying to figure this out, right? Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, the so, delivery is insane, right? And so I'm trying to figure this out. And so, um, like there, there's the I'm watching this guy just because it's like he's exciting. This is it, it's 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 absolutely gripping when he's hitting or pitching. Um, but there's, you know, I think every team does it. The one or two guys were like, I'm me and Alejandro Kirk's up. I got, I got it. I'm trying to figure this out. I got to see this, you know? And so, um, so there's both of those. And so, um, I, I guess the, I, you know, the thing, I guess I should feel lucky for that is like, I can turn on any game and I probably have, you know, three to five guys or that are going to excite me just as much. I'm like, Oh, holy crap. I'm trying to figure this out. Okay. That wraps up part two of our conversation with, Fangraphs.com writer Kevin Goldstein, also a longtime front office executive with the Houston Astros. Part three of that interview will drop tomorrow. And again, if you want to get the entire conversation, just go to our YouTube channel and you can find it there. Kevin, I've got a question for you. We have 142 subscribers on YouTube. Do you think we'll crack 150? before 2021 is over that'd be nice that would be nice so again guys if you have a youtube account how about you hop on there and 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 just just subscribe to our channel please pretty please and you know what i'll maybe sweeten the pot a little bit uh if you if we do get to 150 and you are one of those handful of people that subscribe in the next 24 48 hours we'll give you a little shout out just let us know you can email us send us a dm Reach out to us any way you can think of Instagram too, if you want to Instagram. But just we we want to get to 150. I think that's yeah. the important thing. Let, let's get to at least subscribers. And if you want to get a shout out, just let us know, and we'll give you a shout out on on Friday's show. So uh, be sure to do that. Okay. Uh, thank you again for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked On Bets podcast. That is free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.